Welcome to the Metal Bob Live Podcast. I'm your host, Metal Bob. Today's show is brought to you by Legend Picks and also artist Jeremiah Kalik. You can find links to our sponsors and more at the Metal Bob Live website. There you can find links to the latest Metal Bob gear, including shirts, hoodies, and more. On today's show, I had the honor of speaking with frontman of XYZ, Mr. Terry Luce. We talk XYZ. We also talk Terry's newest solo release, Higher Gun, and more. So sit back. Have a listen and enjoy the show and rock on. Hey, brother. Hello, Terry. How are you? Bob, how are you? How's everything? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate your time tonight. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm so sorry I'm late. I, uh, I uh, didn't realize it was six. Uh, it was your time, Central Time, not Pacific Time. I apologize for that. Oh, no worries. No apologies necessary. I just appreciate you know you're taking time out of your night to do this. So, no, that's all right. I'm I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So so what you, what you got cooking right now, man? What you up to? Well, I've been. Uh, let me get the CD. Hold on for a second. I have something new. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, I have a, uh, I just released a new CD. Can you see it? Yes, the Hired Gun CD, yes. Um, in fact, I'd like to send you a copy if you want. Oh, um, it's got some good songs, really good songs, songs I have written um, in the past for um, my good friend uh, Glenn Bridger, um, Duane Morano, um, Steve Saludo, and there's some great players on this album, Um uh, Marco Mendoza on bass, um, Jeff Northrop, J.K. Northrop on guitar, uh, of course, Glenn Bridger, uh, Duane Morano on guitar, so myself singing. Um, some great people here. Um, great songs. So I'd like to send you a copy, in fact. Absolutely. I'd love one. So, yeah, don't forget to, uh, at the end of the uh, uh, the conversation, uh, uh, give me your address, and I will... Uh, I'll have uh, my assistant um, send you a couple of copies, maybe for you and your and your followers as well. I'll send you a few copies. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Terry. Welcome, my friend. You're welcome. So, you know, I've been following you a long time, man. You know, you're one of my favorite vocalists. You know, we go, you go back X, Y, Z. Uh, I know you were, you were born over in France. You want to tell us um, a little bit about your background and how you become, came over to the United States? Well, I, um, Long time ago, I met a, when I was a kid, I met a guy named Pat Fontaine. And um, basically, I was the only rock singer in town, in, in the, the town of Lyon, France, which is a, it's a big town, but not too many rock singers at the time. So I was the only one over there. And uh, he, um, he um, asked me to join his band. And I said, well, I don't know about that. So, but at the time, it was called XYZ, but it was just him and other people. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll do it. And um, I did the, uh, the um, what do you call that, the, uh, the, uh, the song, uh, the songs. I was hired to, to, to sing four songs, and they went well. And then he said to me, would you like to, to go to Los Angeles? I have a record deal. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. So um, I packed my bag. Uh, my guitar. I took five hundred dollars uh, with me, which I thought was a lot of money back then, and uh, which was not. <laughs> and um, I arrived in Los Angeles, and um, there was no record deal. There was nobody. I mean, I was at the airport at LAX, and I'm like, 
where are the groupies? Where is the uh, the record company executive? Where is everything? He said, eh, there's none. We're not signed. But if I would have told you the truth, you would have probably never made it. Oh. <laughs> so he lied to me, and I was all I saw is an old uh, uh, 1974 Chevy, 73 Chevy Nova, all beat up, with uh, the the window didn't roll up, and uh, and um, we went to a hotel in uh, a motel in Long Beach, and uh, that was the beginning of XYZ in the, in the U.S. So yeah. Um, Thanks to a lie, I ended up making it to, uh, to the U.S. Yes, I guess it was a good good fib then, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was all right. You know, we had a, a good run, and uh, I'm grateful. And, um, yeah, I, I'm very grateful, very, very grateful. Yeah, I know you, you've done some – you guys have reunited a few times and done some shows in the past. Is there anything, you know, maybe in the future with XYZ? Well, we've been – we 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 um, actually went to Denver to write a lot of songs. Was we have a studio over there? My drummer Joey owns a uh, multi-million-dollar studio in uh, in uh, Denver. Uh, it's an old-fashioned studio, the way uh, they used to uh, have studios back in the seventies and eighties, which with a huge control room and the, the SSL board and. Uh, 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 you know, Neve uh, Mike Pre, I think he's got 18 Mike Pre or whatever. I mean, he's just a phenomenal studio where bands like Fleetwood Mac and all those bands, John Denver used to record there all the time. So uh, he bought that studio and re- it's basically uh, catered to, to, to XYZ. So we went there, I went there and, uh, and I wrote a bunch of new songs. Um, and we're debating uh, on um, when... Uh, I mean, the bottom line is they're a little bit different than, than what we used to do in the past. It's not so heavy metal. It's still XYZ, just a little bit more mellow. Not that we're, no, I, I'm not, I, I still have the fire and everything. It's just a little bit different, you know. And uh, we're debating on how and when we're going to release them. Um, okay. So we do have an album ready to go, but it's not going to be your typical inside out album. So that is why we're hesitating. We're hesitating because we don't want to piss off people, but by the same token, we want to continue writing. It's just basically a continuation of, you know, as an artist, you have to evolve. You know, as an artist, you have to evolve. You have to grow. You can't repeat yourself over and over again. I know some people like to to do that, and I respect that. It's just I don't like to do that. I like to, to what what I do today is not what I will do tomorrow. It is the way it is, uh, uh, and. Um, it doesn't mean I, I, I don't spit on the past, never. I'm actually very proud of what I've done uh, and the grateful. It's just a little bit different. Um, so we're hesitating. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Pat and I are talking about releasing the tracks. We'll, uh, we'll see. It's just basically a continuation. If you think of a band like the Google Dolls, um, where they had their – in fact, we used to tour with them. We used to be on the same label. So um, – uh, the very first time they used to tour, they, they would do rock or kind of punkish, you know, things in the early days with on Metal Blade. And then they released an album that was a little bit different, and the album went huge, you know. Um, they brought strings and, and, you know, acoustic songs and everything. So it's still the Goo Dolls, still it's Johnny singing, but um, a little bit different. So it's basically where we are at at the moment. Right. So we have songs, we have things, 
And, um, and if people want to hear the old XYZ kind of vibe, then I'm just about to release an album with um, J.K. Northrop on guitar, um, whom I've collaborated with so many, many times. J.K. Northrop on guitar and Paul Monroe on drums from XYZ originally. Okay. Um, so I will do an album. Uh, I am, I'm doing it, actually. That is much more, much closer to XYZ as far as the, the, the balls and the songs and the vibe because I love the past also. I'm not um, uh, alienating the past. I'm just, I decided to do different things the same way I did the Flamenco album, the Latin album uh, that I released a few years ago called Gypsy Dreams. Um, I'm not afraid to, to think outside the box and do different things. I have a new album coming out with uh, uh, Fabri, um, uh, Fabrizio Grossi uh, as a producer, and uh, it's a little bit more 70s, in fact. 70s rock, um, more like Humble Pie, Humble Pie, early White Snake. Eric Ragno is playing keys on it. Um, great keyboard player, a nice guy. And uh, so it's really much, it's um, a bit 70s, like the way White Snake used to sound, if you remember the very first albums. Right. Uh, it went, but we went back to that vibe, Humble Pie, um, with um, uh, Steve Marriott, uh, kind of free. Uh, like uh, when Paul Rogers used to be in the band Free. So we went to that, which is basically one bass, really good bass player, Fabrizio on bass, and um, uh, great guitars and, and, and drums, and just not much of a production, just like raw, really raw. One, two, three, you know. I have that coming up on uh, Frontiers in a, in a few months. I, I think as an, as an artist, you have to think outside the box. You can't just do over and over the same thing. If that's what you want to do, by the way, I will respect you. It's not what I like to do. Absolutely. I understand that too. And, uh, well, you know, it's just like, let, let me, let's say I was 16 years old again. Okay. You know, there was a lot of things that I listen to now that I would have never thought of listening to when I was 16. So we, as we, as you know, an audience, we, we evolved too. Bob, give me one example. Who? Oh man, I listen to tons of Jim Croce now, different things like that. You know, when I was, I would have never thought of listening to Jim Croce when I was 16 years old. I was listening to XYZ, Motley Crue, you know, all them bands. Now I'm listening to Jim Croce. I'm listening to his son, AJ. I I love Colin Heyman at work, all that different stuff that I'd never listened to 30 years ago, you know. Well, because we're, I think nowadays where it's easier to, we're more exposed to different style and we're not, uh, and, and the world is becoming more, much more, um, how can I say, cosmopolitan in a way, the music as well. And um, I think it's okay to listen to different things. Honestly, I never liked um, a certain style of music I never listened to when I was younger, just like you. Uh, I used to be a, um, a metalhead all the way to the point. You know, I was uh, before that I used to do like other kind of music, but I used to love um, Judas Priest, one of my favorite bands, you know. No way I would listen to Enya, you know, sail away, sail away, you know what I mean? Right, right. Well, I listened to the song the other day. I'm like, wow, what a great song. What a great voice she's got. Wow, what a, amazing, you know. And the other day I, I listened to uh, Bonnie Raitt. I'm like, oh, my God, what a great singer she is, Bonnie Raitt. So back then I would have closed my, myself to another genre of music. Now I'm much more open. And I think maybe because we're getting older and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Before we used to just like potatoes. Now we like 
fish as well. <laughs> yeah, and it's not necessarily that we didn't like it. We didn't know we did. We didn't know we liked it because we never right. we never gave it a chance. That's right. That's right. That's right. But as much as I still love the old stuff and I listen to it all the time, I I, I tend to turn to more singer songwriter type stuff now. The older I get, you know, I just it just depends on the mood. It just depends on the mood. Well, at least you're okay. At at least Robert, you're you're aware of it, and at least you you do not deny either genre of music. I think it's wrong when you deny a, a different type of music just because you're only one way. I'm only one way. Yeah. It's true. There's only one way to rock, as yeah. Sammy used to say, which is this way. And I agree. But there's not only one uh, a style of music, um, and it doesn't mean you want to spit on on what you've done. Never spit on what you've done and be very proud of what you've done. Um, just accept other genre of music. You know, um, you know, there's so many great artists out there that are not afraid to. David Bowie, for example, we do different things. You know, and and um, Zeppelin, oh my God, here's the biggest example. Zeppelin started with a, a communication breakdown, which is very raw and thing, and then they evolve into Cashmere and, and Presence, all those beautiful songs, uh, albums. So I think as an artist, you have to open your mind. And just like the Beatles, they started with Love Me, you know, and then they went into something completely different. So I think it's important to to open our minds, not close our minds Absolutely. and never speak on the past. Absolutely. You know, and I, you know, I've been following tons of your videos on YouTube and stuff that you posted. And one recently that I somehow had missed through everything was the, the Keith Whitley tune. Mm. Oh, man, I just really love your rendition of that, man. Would you tell me what, you know, what made you choose that song? Beautiful lyrics. First of all, um, reminding me of someone that's for sure. I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful lyrics. I remember that song, you know. Don't close your eyes, let it be me. Don't pretend it's him in some fantasy. Darling, just one, it's just a little. I mean, dude, those lyrics are beautiful, man. Yes, it's so simple. Um, he was an amazing songwriter. Uh, believe it or not, I, I grew up. Uh, in this, in, when I came to the United States, I used to listen to a lot of country music because Pat, Pat from XYZ, is a huge country music fan. It's funny about that. I'm not talking about the country music nowadays. I'm not too crazy about it. It's a little bit too whatever. But I love the old Johnny Cash and all that stuff and great lyricist. And Keith was a great lyricist. A uh, great. The melodies were so brilliant. I mean, you know, simple. You know, and the lyrics were just, they would touch you right here. So, yeah, I uh, i did another song by George Strait. Did you hear it? Yes, I did. Actually, I listened to that earlier today. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was, you see, Robert, Yeah. as an artist, don't be afraid to do other things. Now, so, you know what's funny? Because when I released that, I said, I'm going to do a song by uh, Keith. And peop I was expecting people to say, what the heck, you know? Well, actually, it was the other way around. I got tons of messages. People say, can I have a copy of that song? I'm like, well, I never recorded it. It was just live thing, just like that. But now, I'm actually going in studio in a few weeks, and I'm going to record it um, with some Nashville guy. Because somebody from Nashville said, hey, you know your, your version? You should record it and do something with it. I'm like, ah, who the heck? I'm French. Who the heck wants to hear a French man sing a, a, a cowboy song with a cowboy hats. I don't even have a horse. And this, <laughs> people say, 
don't worry about it. Just do it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for myself and maybe for you, for some of your fans. And hopefully uh, you people will like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked now because that was going to be my next question where you're going to record that song. So, yeah, I'm pretty well, stoked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That and uh, there's another song um, by a band called um, Nickel Creek. Uh, that, that, that was um, not Nickelback, Nickel Creek. They were from uh, from Nashville as well. No, they were not from Nashville. They were, were somewhere around Nashville. And they, they have a cowboy hat. And uh, they uh, fantastic songwriters and uh, yeah I'm gonna record that song there's a lot of songs I want to record I'm working on so many songs right now I just did a song by uh, John Waite um, I did a song by uh, Barry Manilow right <laughs> seriously a lot because what the heck so you go, I, you're gonna I, do a cover another covers album is that what was that what you got in the work? much more blues and much more um, I, I don't know I took chances I said you know what I'm gonna do what I like to do I, I went back to what I, the songs I like I'm a big romantic I like rom, romantic songs and I said let me listen to those great ballads in fact I'm doing a cover of a 38 special a second chance okay uh, um, uh, my heart needs a second chance you know I, I think it was a great song it's a, but except I, I changed the tempo a bit and I used a piano player and um, called Michael Moron and we and we did it a, a different way um my buddy mark plays steel guitar on it and so there's a wonderful um mark plays a uh, steel guitar uh, michael plays strings and piano and it's fucking great i mean you can't deny the song i want to do a song by a band called uh giants giant uh, um uh, what was it that big hit that they had um uh I'll see you oh, yeah. in my dreams. I always wanted to do that song. You know, uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that song. Uh, maybe piano and, and vocals with strings and arrangement. Or maybe or maybe not. Or maybe with steel guitar and dobro. I don't know. I'm going to just give it a shot. I think it's a great song to redo. Yeah. Was that uh, Gary Huff? Am I saying that right? Who the singer in the band no. Giant? He was a keyboard player, maybe. Giant, uh, uh, the singer, the guitar player, singer was uh, Hoff. Hoff. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot his name. I apologize for that. His first name, but phenomenal guitarist, phenomenal guitarist, and the song was just phenomenal. So I'm actually um, going to record it. Uh, that and uh, another song by Bonnie Raitt, more blues oriented. I'm going to be using dobro. Uh, steel guitar, um, but I'm also recording some heavy stuff. I mean, uh, what we're doing with uh, Jake and Orthrop and, and Paul Monroe is actually more in the old days, like more the old uh, XYZ vibe, which that blues rock, you know. Uh, yeah, that's gonna come out as well. I want to record as much as possible. How about that? That's great. That's great. You know, and then. You know, some people will like the song, some people won't. You know, I'm like, whatever. Right. I do music for myself, and I'm, you know, I please myself. It's just like total masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, I don't, it's been a while since I've heard this, but weren't you involved in a project called The Cage at one point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pat, uh, Jakey and I, you know, Jakey has been my partner for, uh, since 1992. Uh, 1992, 1993. Um, 
uh, a funny story about him is we were looking for a guitarist in 1992 when Mark left the band. We were on tour with Foreigner in 1992, and Mark left the band. And they were like, oh, what do we do? We need a guitarist right away. So my manager placed an ad in the Music Connection and a bunch of other magazines at the time. And we had lots of um, uh, a response. But one guy was Jake Northrop. He sent me a, a, a demo and everything, but I never got it. I never got it because my manager at the time didn't think JK was the right guy. So he blocked that message. I never got it. We had Tony. Tony was brilliant. It's fine. Uh, but JK and I never met. And we met in 1994, a few years, yeah, somewhere around that, two years later, we met. And he explained that to me. He said, oh, I always wanted to play with you, but uh, I sent a demo. I never got it. I'm like, what? You sent a demo? I never got it. Anyway, so... In 1997, him and I decided to form a band called Cage. Uh, that was before there's I know there's a band called Cage now, but that was before. We had the name before that. And uh, it was me, myself, and then we hired Tony Franklin on bass. Um, we had different drummers. We had uh, Vinny Apice, Carmen Apice, and, uh, and um, oh, my God, my good friends from Scorpions, uh, John, uh, uh, James, James Kotak on drums. Right. So we had different um different uh, drummers, and uh, it was him and I, and then we did a bunch of songs. We wrote a bunch of songs that were really good. Heavy, but a little bit more of heavy, technical heavy. It's weird, because Jeff is really, is a really intricate guitarist. He likes to come up with parts that are complicated, you know, which I don't like. I mean, I like that, but I'm much more like meat and potato. So it goes well. Right on. So yeah, you sound like you keep pretty busy there, guy. So, uh, I did want to ask. I'll, I'll I'll make this brief, but I know you was you had a stint in Great White there for a while. Um, was that just something that you were just you just ready to lay it to the to the side, or was it just were you ready to, ready to move on and do something different? No, I moved on. Um, just uh, I, I was with the band for eight eight and a half years. We did three albums. Um, I had a great time, a wonderful time with the band. Um, we did uh, over five hundred shows, um, and. I can say that toward the end of the, the band, pretty much everything was sold out. Uh, it's, so we went from, when I joined the band, the band was in disarray because Jack left the band. Uh, there was a lot of issues in the management and, and things and uh, everything was in disarray. I joined the band. Um, we went from smaller clubs to big casinos. Toward the end, we had a great uh, agent, um, Sullivan Big, worked really hard to... Um, to build the band back up and it did very well. And um, the band was really tight. We were like brothers and um, we, uh, we worked really, really hard. Um, I, I, I brought something different to the band. Um, I respected, I've always respect actually Jack. Jack's a great singer. Uh, I always love uh, Jack, Jack Russell's voice. So let's just say that I um, um, respected the way he, he wrote the song or co-wrote the songs. But I wanted to add my little twist to them. I didn't want to be a clone. Um, I, I don't think you can ever do as well as the original singer. Um, so I respected the um, the essence, the core of the songs, you know, the melodies and everything. I just added my little flavor to it. And it was perfectly fine. The, fan, the fans loved it. Jack loved it. Even Jack said to me, I'm glad you did that, actually. You didn't sound, you didn't want to be like like me. You know, it doesn't make any sense. There's only one Jack Russell. And there's only one Terry Luce. So... The bottom line is we, we, he and I respect each other very much so. And we, in fact, we're friends. 
So um, we've done the show together. You know, it's just there's no hard feelings at all. Um, I never stole his show. He was he was gone. You know, somebody said, can you replace him? I'm like, sure. I don't know if I can do what he did, but I will do I will respect the songs and do them and, and sing the song properly and respect the fans. But I will sing the things my way, you know. I would not do exactly like what he did, except certain melodies, key signatures needed to be there. Um, and we had a great time for eight and a half, for eight years. And then toward the last six months, I decided to release an album called Gypsy Dreams, which is a little bit different from, from Great White, of course. And I think it, that pissed off somebody in the band that I was um, doing other things um, because... Um, I guess they were not used to that. They were used to maybe um, one band and that's it. And I totally respect that. By the way, I have no problem with that. But I'm I'm a, um, a very prolific songwriter. I, I've written over 600 songs in my life. I, many of them I've played in film and TV. So I'm a, I'm a very prolific songwriter. Um, and um, And I don't say that in a pretentious way because some of the songs are terrible. But... But I say I like to write. So when I did the Gypsy Dreams album, I, I believe it must have pissed off a lot of body, a lot of people in the camp. I heard some people, that, some people were very upset about that, which I don't understand because as, as an artist, you have to expand all the time. And I never meant to hurt anyone. I never meant to. Uh... Anyway, so that pissed off somebody in the band, which I'm not going to name whom. And um, and I got fired one day. I received an email saying. Uh, um, after a successful um, show, sold out shows everywhere, um, we hugged each other on a Friday, on Saturday night. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. See you next week. See you next week. And on Monday morning, I received an email saying, uh, thanks for your service, but you're fired. That was it. So last time I talked to anybody in the band, last time I received an email. No, I did receive an email not so long ago when my dad passed away. Um, uh, Bridget Kendall sent me a nice message. It was very nice of her. Um, um, but uh, other than that, um, no, that was it. Just uh, good luck to you. You're a great singer and you have no problem finding another band. I moved on. I mean, the bottom line is I respect them. I did what I did with them. I did three albums. I love the fans. I did my best. And, um, and you know, they did to me what they did to Jack, you know, which is see ya. Um, I have no hard feelings. You know, it was a great time in my life, but uh, I, I, they moved on and I moved on to different things, better and, and, and different things. I wish them the very best. And um, I'm not sure what they're up to these days. I don't follow the band at all. Um, but, uh, you know, good luck to them. No hard feelings at all. Right. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, what had happened. I just knew that you weren't in the band. I never, never heard anything. I appreciate you clearing that up for me. Just an email saying you're fired. That's all. Yeah. Not even, a, not even, a, not even a, a hey brother, we love you. Uh, um, you know, you've been great for eight and a half years. You wrote two great albums. I wrote music and lyrics, by the way. Let's face that, uh, music and lyrics. And they say we love you, brother, for all the 500 shows and everything. No, it was just like you're fired. Have a nice life. Really? I mean, after eight and a half years, can you just do better than that? I mean, like maybe just like love you, brother. Give me a big hug. That would have been fine. But life goes on, and I don't wish him anything negative at all. I just, you know, 
why? What, what, what should I? I mean, I, was, I had a great time and um, it was a great experience. That's all. Well, thank you. So, yeah, and uh, going back to your father, I'm really sorry to hear that. I know that I was trying to get you on the show then, and I, and I you know, from your agent, had let me know that your father had passed, and I just wanted to pass that on, that I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. He passed of COVID, actually. He was, um, he died of COVID-19. Uh, mm. He had a time, last photo, last time I saw my dad on Zoom, um, via Zoom, my sister said, well, this is dad, and was breathing through a mask, and I... My last word, words to him was, I, I thank you for raising me right, and I love you very much. And uh, he just moved his finger like this. I said, Dad, can you hear me? He just did this. And then a few hours later, he was dead. I mean, he just, you know, as a, you know, it's difficult, but there's nothing I can do. I could not even attend the funeral because um, we were on lockdown. In France, was on lockdown. So, you know, as I always say, life goes on for the living. Yes, yes, it does. So when, yeah, so when can we expect this new covers album with this Keith, Keith Whitley tune? Is there any? Ah, is there a release well, date? I uh, well, um, my buddy Mark. Um, I hope he's going to listen to Mark. He did a great job on the steel guitar, by the way. Mark just sent me some some files the other day. Um, I think I'm pretty pretty much done with. I don't know if I'm going to if it's going to become an LP or full album. If it's a full album, then I need two more songs. If not, then I'm ready to go. Um, the songs are already mastered. Everything's ready to go. I just need to decide if I'm going to release it myself or if I'm going to go through a label. Um, if I go through a label, which I've been in touch with a few people, then um, you know there's negotiations, money. and Because I did everything. I paid for everything. And um, I was grateful and, and blessed to be able, able to work with some great musicians. Um, so well, we'll see. I mean, it should happen within a um, couple of months, I would say. All right. But the, the Frontiers album is going to come, probably going to happen around the uh, July, I would assume. Yeah. Good deal. That's good to hear. So, it's rock. It's really rocking. Would you, uh, why I got you on here, can you tell everybody where they can find you uh, on the, on Instagram ah. or Facebook or on, you know, the web? Where can, where can we find you at? <laughs> Well, on, uh, on, I think it's important pe for people to, to go on uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube is a huge uh, tool these days. I do spend a lot of time on YouTube looking at other, other people's videos and listening to music and everything. So you can find me on YouTube, of course, and please join my, my, my YouTube page. It's Terry Luce TV, pretty simple. Um, so they can find me on YouTube. They can find me on uh, on. Um, Facebook, Terry Illus, basically. They can find me on Instagram, Terry Illus, basically. It's pretty simple, you know. I, I think you and I come from a different generation, okay? Um, and sometimes we don't always, we don't always do good with Instagram and, 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 and all these things, YouTube, like, ah, you, know, you know, TikTok or that new technology, you know. Right. But the thing is, it's out there. So, uh, the best way to get a hold of me is to go to uh, YouTube or, or Facebook. Just go to Facebook, and uh, I'll send you the link, and you can post them if you want. And and don't forget to give me your address so I, Valerie, my assistant, can send you uh, uh, that for you. All right. And maybe do a giveaway for your some of your uh, some of your um, uh, uh, here we go. It's really, I see it. Yeah, some of your uh, listeners. Maybe you can do a contest or something if you want to. That'd be great. Uh, I would love to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll send you, uh, send me that info and I'll have uh, Valerie send you a bunch of CDs and you can do a little contest for your your friends and as long as they uh, uh, answer your questions and maybe join my my uh, my uh, uh, social media pages, that'd be great. If not, it's okay, you know. Um, but they, they can listen to, the songs are really good. Marco Mendoza on bass, so you can't go wrong with that. Oh, Marco's a great guy. He's a great guy. Marco is a beast. Marco is a beast. So he's a, he's a beast he's a funny guy i mean i toured with marco he's a funny guy yeah i mean one of my old bands opened up for him when he they were in uh, black star riders we did a show with them guys when he was playing with black star and well marco is a beast on stage man i remember i was in italy and i did a tour with him was at my noor on drums uh marco mendoza on bass steve saluda on guitar and myself singing and we went to italy where the sold out tour Italy and Germany, and the first song, we cited the song, we're doing a song, and I'm taking it easy on stage, you know, and Marco was on fire right away, he was like, ah, going crazy, the bass, and I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy's outstaging me, the guy's better than me on stage. Within the first 45 seconds, I realized who I was dealing with, I was like, uh, get your act together, Terry. This guy's going to blow you away. <laughs> and I had to be like, oh, my God, talk to the crowd and, and be active. And usually you start slow, like a, a boxing match. You're like, uh, you go one, one, two, two, two. Not at all. He went out swinging. He was like, boo, boo. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's the real deal. Yes, he Mark is. Mark was the real deal. Mark's great, oh. man. And he sings great. Yeah, he's, he's great. He, 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 Who's he with now? Who is he? Who is he playing with now? Um, oh man, I, I don't think he's playing with anybody. He was playing with the the Daisies. The Daisies, and yes. then he got replaced by Glenn Hughes. Uh, before that, he played. He played with so many bands. I mean, Marco is is he's one of these guys that everybody wants to hire because he's just phenomenal. He's a phenomenal artist. Period. Not just bass player. He's a c- complete artist. Yes, singing. Guitar, production, bass, stage. The guy is just a beast. I mean, there's very few people like him. Very few. Yeah. Another one like that is uh, Tony Franklin. Yeah. I really like Tony Franklin. It's just a beast. Sean McNabb as well on bass. He's like that, you know. Uh, Fabrizio Grossi on bass also. But uh, Marco is, is the beast. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Good way. Well, Terry, man, it has been great talking to you, buddy. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. Oh, man, thanks for having me. You're kidding? It's always a pleasure. I'm grateful that someone still wants to talk to me. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm still relevant. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. You know? No, it, it was my <laughs> pleasure, man. I really appreciate you. Well, uh, brother, uh, Robert, you take care of yourself. Don't forget to send me uh, info, and uh, we'll do a little uh, um, giveaway for your, your, your followers, and it'd be my pleasure. I appreciate that. Maybe you can sign a couple of those, too. Absolutely, we'll sign. Absolutely, I will do. I'll make sure to get that to you, Terry. Thank you so much again. Take care of yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. That concludes today's episode of the Metal Bob Live podcast. Please go to our website to check our sponsor links. And thank you for listening. Metal Bob out.